Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is Pastor Roy Beck with Mrs. Across Ministries, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, Every Day with Jesus. We pray that you be overwhelmingly blessed by the material we're covering. So if you choose to, and if it's morning you're listening to us, grab you a cup of coffee and sit back and just enjoy listening. Thank you. Well, praise the Lord. Grab your coffee and your Bible and a notepad, and let's get on with our study in the book of Philippians. We're in chapter 1, and uh, we're going to pick up in verse 19. And what we learned last time we were together is Paul was telling the church of, church of Philippi about the men who, these preachers, some might call them so-called preachers, um, their motive evidently was to discredit Paul. But we learned that Paul's attitude was, it's all good, okay, because they didn't undermine the message. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you speak to everyone listening. That you unclear their mind, unclear their head, un, um, whatever they might have going on, they can listen clear and that you anoint my voice to hear, speak so that I, they might glean what you've given. In Jesus' name, amen. As we ask the Holy Spirit to clear our minds of the colorplast, or what we believe is coming our way this coming week, that I pray that you uh, brought your Bible. And you're here with us with it, your notepad. Amen. Um, verse 19. Verse 19. For I know that through your prayer and in the support of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will result in my deliverance. This will do in my deliverance. For I, which it says, for I, which is Paul, know what did he know? How did he know? What does he know? Mean here? What does it mean here? What does that mean? That's what we need to ask ourselves when we're reading this. It says, for I know. I know. Paul was firm. When he was using that word, I know, he was firm. That I know, that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know. Praise God. Just as we used that phrase when I was a young kid. I know that I know that I know that I'm saved. There was no doubt. Paul was positive. He was confident. There was no doubt. Now watch this. For I know positively that this. Now Romans 8.28 says this. For we all know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So we ask ourselves, what is this? What is, what is this? page turn that Christ was being proclaimed what happened earlier by those who tried to harm Paul now look at the next part of the verse for I know that through your prayer and support of the spirit of Jesus Christ will result in my deliverance or my Salvation. King James says, shall turn to my salvation. Salvation here was used, but it should it should have been been used as deliverance in the translation I'm using that uses the word deliverance. Shall result in deliverance for me. Through your prayer, 
Now notice that he says, through your prayer. I know that through your prayer and support of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Paul knew that they were praying. I believe that he knew how they were praying. I knew how they were praying. We should already know that there are different kinds and types of prayer. Prayer that are really soaking a message of Scripture. Prayer without ceasing. The way prayer is used here, they were petitioning. Some say that petitioning and praying are the same. I tend to think it's different. The Philippian church was doing the same praying. Some serious prayer, not some nabby-pamby prayer, but they were really praying. Not some quick prayer. You know what I mean? Her, that some of that hurry and get it done, 99 stuff. We see in Daniel, we see that in Daniel, Daniel was a prayer warrior. I believe that is exactly what the church and the world needs today is more prayer warriors. They were massive, spirit-filled, crying out to God, prayer closet, tear-stained altar prayers. That's the kind of prayer they were doing. And for those of you who didn't catch it, I'll say it again. They were some massive, spirit-filled, crying out to God, prayer closet, tear-stained altar, altar prayers. Look at the end of verse 13, or 19, I'm sorry. In support of the Spirit of Lord Jesus Christ. The King James says, supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Do you know what a supply of the what a supply of the Spirit is? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> a full portion a full portion support and aid. A full portion support, full of portioned support. Full portion support. I said it three times. You, 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 I hope you understand what I'm saying when I do that. The only way to get that, the only way for you and I to get full portioned support from the Spirit of Jesus Christ is from prayer. From prayer. They were getting a supply of the Spirit. Grab your Bible and let's turn to James for a minute. James chapter 5 and verse 13. Won't take you but just a moment. Just a walking through the pages of your word that you carry around. God's word that you carry around. It might take me a little longer. James chapter 5, verse, I'm almost there, folks. Chapter 5, verse, I'm on. All right, here we are, verse 13. Is any one of you all suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone merry? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone sick? 
Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, the prayer, how many times have I said prayer so far, will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your faults one to another and pray. Pray again. There's the word pray again. For one for another that you may be healed. The effective fervent what prayer is is of the righteous man accomplishes much. Now, if you say, Brother Wally, does God answer all prayers? Sometimes not the way we want. Not when we want. Mark eleven twenty five tells us the chief reason for unanswered prayer: unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. We'll read verse twenty of our text. Accordingly. It is my earnest expectation and my hope that I shall be ashamed in nothing, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Whether it be by life or death. Paul said he didn't want to be ashamed of his witness while it while in this life, not just here in this life, but he didn't want to be ashamed when he came into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. First John, chapter 2, verse 28, if you'll turn with me there, please. First John, hopefully this don't take as long as the other one did when I was turning to it, amen? 1 John, chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 28. And now, little children, remain in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him when he comes. The Apostle John mentions the fact that when Christ comes to take his church, it is possible for believers to be ashamed at his appearance. We are all we all need to bear that in mind. All Christians need to be concerned. What is the opposite of being unashamed? What would I, what would you be ashamed of? Think of that for a moment. Maybe we should let that sink in just a moment. What is the opposite of being unashamed? What would I, what would you be ashamed of? The scripture says again, John wrote, And now, little children, be remain in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him when he comes. Maybe we should let that sink in. Did I preach everything God would have me to say? Did you witness and share your faith when you had an opening to talk with someone? Did you stand up for the gospel? In this day, when some preachers are telling their flocks, come as you are, which is correct, except they're teaching them after that. Well, except what are they teaching them after that? Are we preaching modesty? Did we preach reverence for a holy, righteous God? Did we show the love of Christ when we should have? This hasn't been a message 
necessary about salvation, but of one of prayer. One of prayer. Confidence in our position in Christ. I never want to read this pulpit without confidence. No, that we have let people know are they doing all that they can. Thank you for being witness to being with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for being with us and listening to this podcast every day with Jesus. And we pray that you'll return. Amen. We pray that you'll return. Our phone number is 724-734-0579. Again, it's 724-734-0579. It's Message Across Ministries. That number can re- be reached 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If we just don't happen to get it, just leave a message and we'll get right back to you. Thank you.